This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Eric Baranchek now joining us. And Eric, no Devontae Adams after he tweeted it out this morning and then pulled that tweet down. And obviously Lazard is out. And between, uh, you know, Darius Shepard and uh, Malik Taylor, those two guys have a catch between them. You've got Marquez Valdez-Scanling, who's kind of an emerging guy but still hasn't really proven himself yet. How optimistic are you regarding the offense this evening? Well, Bill, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, those are some good questions. It's funny you should say that because I was just having a conversation with Pete Doherty, um, and we were talking about the same thing as how um, how, how is this offense going to look um, tonight because it's certainly going to have some, some different faces with some key, key areas. To be honest with you, I think this is going to be really exciting. <clears throat> There's a couple things. One, I think – uh, we're going to see what this, what the brass up there at the at the twelve sixty five believes, because I believe they feel the offense with with uh, Rogers having the ball in his hand and the stable of running backs, um, that they feel the offense can scheme guys open and and make things happen. And otherwise, if they didn't feel that way, I think they probably would have done a little bit more free agency with wide receivers and drafting and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think the other thing that's going to be really exciting to see is, is how they are going to react um, if they get behind. If they, are they going to continue to run the ball? Are they going to uh, just throw the running game out the window and throw it up to some bunch of guys that they're, they're not really um, big-name guys who have a whole lot of success in the league? So I think there's a couple things there, and I think they're going to be walking a fine line on defense. I mean, they, that offense that they're going to be facing is not a, a slub. I mean, it's a pretty good offense. And so um, I, I think the more, there's more pressure tonight on the defense than on the offense because the offense is going to score something. Um, and the name of the game is you just got to score one point more than the rest of them, to what, or your, your opponent, excuse me. So, um, you know, I think the pressure is not on the offense regardless. I think the, the, quest, the pressure is solely on that defense to get some stops. That being said, this is an offense that it, for, for the Atlanta Falcons. It's been able to score points pretty much through two and a half quarters of football. It's been the, the last half of the third and the fourth quarter where they've struggled, and their defense has given up you know leads and given up games. So as much as I think that, you know, I agree with you. I think Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, both guys look as if they're going to be playing tonight. You've got some big, uh, big shoes to cover. And you got to be able to just stop the run, make them somewhat one-dimensional. Maybe uh, Matt Ryan makes a mistake. His numbers have been going down steadily. But the offense is going to have to keep up. Don't you kind of feel that you know it, they're going to have to – for the defense to do what it is they do, the, the offense almost has to score first and maybe a lot to allow the defense to pin their ears back and really come after Matt Ryan and company, right? Well, I think if that's a, the what you're going to 
how you're going to play. I think it could could come down to a kick at the end of the game or something of that matter. If I'm on the sideline, I'm thinking this. All right, let's try to slow this game down. Let's keep the ball out of their hands. Let's run the ball. Um, You know, hey, we're we're supposedly quote-unquote a running football team, so let's run it. Let's run the ball. Let's keep the ball out of their hands. Let's chew up the clock. Let's get some scores that way. And, you know, defense, you guys are going to be fresh, so there's no excuse for you guys not to sack the quarterback. I mean, Matt Ryan isn't known for his scramble ability, so they're going to have to get after him. Um, and I have all the confidence in the world in the two cornerbacks that they march out there. Um, I think they're they're pretty solid, and I think that they can um, – make things happen but where i'm concerned is is going to be the tight end play and the third receiver in in the middle of the field so you know you're going to have have who's gonna you know you're gonna have a a makeshift linebacking crew so i think the middle part of the field is the part that's scary to me um as an observer and uh, i think the outside isn't bad you mean they're gonna if they're gonna play zone um i think you'll see a ton of crossing routes um from from both those receivers, if they're going to play man to man, you still are probably going to get a fair amount of that stuff. But I I think a lot of the if that's what what the Packers are going to do, and that's where I would assume that they're just going to play man up on the outside. Um, that the middle part of the field with tight ends and running backs and the third receiver, I'm not even sure who it is right now. That's the that's that's the part that scares me because that's the third and eight, you know, play that's going to keep drives going and. You know, get get and keep things going on, on the offensive side for the Falcons. So, for me, again, it's it's all about the defense. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette tonight. The Packers are looking to remain undefeated, and the Falcons are looking for their first win of the season. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, so, Kenny Clark obviously going to be a game time decision. Huge move if Kenny's able to come back because then it does give you some fortification up front. Some of the guys around him have played extremely well, but it, the question then becomes: You look at the the middle linebacking core, and you've got Chris Barnes, you've got uh, Ty Summers. Oren Burks, you know, some of these guys, they, you know, they, they've got to be able to kind of fill the bill here. How confident are you with Chris Barnes and Ty Summers? I, I'm not confident right now. I mean, I think that they did a fair, fairly good job uh, when they needed to uh, last week. Um, There's a, they made a couple big stops um, that happened and then it was, it was pretty good, but, but I, I think that the problem is going to be, is I don't, I haven't seen those guys getting a whole lot of, of uh, test um, and third and, and eight and stuff over the middle. I think that's going to be – I really think that's going to be the challenge. That low hole and uh, uh, is a spot that's been a bugaboo for, for Mike Pettin's defenses. Um, so, you know, the guys that have got to really step up and play, you know, first – you always got to be good on first down. We know that. But but on, with this week they got to get the heck off the field on third down. So so Amos and Savage are going to have to play stellar games, uh, and and they have a tough challenge because they're going to have guys that can run on the outside. So they're going to have to be able to be smart and play and, and stay over the top of that, or it could get ugly. The other thing is is they're going to have to, you know, especially Savage more so than Amos and those two, two linebackers you just mentioned. Those guys are going to have to play the middle part of the field, and they're going to have to stop tight ends, and they're going to have to stop Gurley out of the backfield, and that is the challenge. And I, 
you know, maybe they can do it. Maybe they can't, but they're going to need to tonight because, because if I'm the Falcons, I'm running those two outside guys. I'm running them deep and I'm going to say, all right, Packers, you're going to try. I'm going to, I'm going to dink and dunk you down the field and you got a bunch of no names playing in the middle there. We're going to test the heck out of you guys. And that's what I would do. Cause then as you got a lot of room to cover, just, you know, as that, as you get closer to the end zone, that gap gets smaller and smaller, but the middle part of the field, that's ugly. Uh, that, if you can't run with, with a tight end or you can't run with a running back or a third or another receiver, it can really get ugly in a hurry. So uh, it's going to be more um, more pressure going to be put on, on the Smith boys. And if Gary's going to be able to play, and, uh, and they got to get to that quarterback and they got to A, get him off his spot so he throws it up, and B, they got to dirty up that jersey early, or I think it could get ugly. This might be one of these games where statistically it comes down to just one number, and that be that, that's turnovers. I mean, you look at the Packers defensively; they've had three key turnovers so far in three key moments of ball games: the Jair Alexander, the Shepard pick six, and then obviously um, uh, um, then the uh, the the fumble last week was Zedaria Smith creating it and then covering it up after the fact. So. Uh, for as much as we can look at all the other numbers, this may come down to just something, or I should say the Sullivan pick six, this may come down to just simply a, a couple of turnovers here or there, and that's the way the Packers end up getting the win. I, I And the question then becomes, can they win without getting a turnover? Well, they haven't been able to do it in the past. You know, right. that, that defense is, is hangs on two things. They hang their hats on sacks, and they hang their hats on, on uh, uh, turnovers. And they're going to need to do that. And you know what? I think – if you can get Matt Ryan moving, there's going to be opportunities there. Um, but if he sits in that pocket and he's going to pick him, he can pick you right apart. And I would see it happening in the middle part of the field. Um, I, I really think they're going to, you know, you're going to try and test King and, and Alexander, but, you know, go ahead and try that. I hope, I hope you have success, but I, I, that would not be where I would attack this defense. I'd attack the middle part of the field on this defense and, and uh, make them cover the low hole. And then you, and then hopefully, if, I'm speaking for the Falcons now, hopefully either Amos or Savage uh, make a mistake and then you can hit one deep. So those are the things that, that I'm looking at tonight is going to be that middle part of the field. How the heck are they going to cover that up? And, and they're, if they're going to get turnovers, it's going to have to happen because – that Ryan gets moved around and gets moved off his spot. If he doesn't get moved off his spot, you know, it could get, it could, it, it could get ugly. And let's, let's face it. The Smith boys have been a little quiet this year. You know, I'm not saying they're bad or anything, but they've been a little quieter than they have, you know, than they were last year. So that is a cause for concern. And hopefully Gary can get into the mix and they can start getting some, uh, some more and more uh, pressure on that quarterback. Uh, before I let you go, the other thing I, I, I think I'm taking kind of like looking at over and unders, but uh, 27 total touches tonight for Aaron Jones. Too high or too low? That might be about right. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of looking in that area. To tonight. They're going to need to split him out, and, and they're going to need to hit him in the flat, um, and then hopefully they have some success running the ball. It would be interesting to see if they can get A.J. Dillon on the field. And uh, if they get a little bit of a lead at the end of the game and start, you know, working him some, so that'll be the interesting to watch. But in a tight ball game, I'm not so sure. On a running back that runs straight up and down, I'm not so sure we'll see him. But um, I think I think it'll be very very close game. Uh, Eric, always good, my friend, and we will talk again soon. Okay. 
You have a great day, and uh, we'll see you later tonight. You going to be there? Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline, uh, give him a buzz, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.